0: Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to shadyrays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/shady to enter the Shady Rays parlay of the day contest. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week all week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com/sportsgamblingpodcast.
1: Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network what a wednesday it is with this crazy news that has all happened this morning it's one of those beautiful days where
0: what this uh, morning what, what, what time where were you you were talking, in hawaii I, over there
1: i live in the past you know so i'm i'm three hours in the past behind you so all of this happened this morning i guess the newest one was just this afternoon i'll, I'll accept that but uh it, it is blake meyer has always and i'm here with my <laughs> man ryan gilbert how you doing today ryan
0: I'm doing good. Let's just yeah, let's get right into it. Do you need to pause that to
1: introduce? Maybe yeah. Uh, thanks. You know, you're very welcome. But yeah, so first of all, I want to start with some some tragic Mariners news. <laughs> Robbie Ray has to have surgery on what is it? His flexor tendon, and he's out for the rest of the year. I'm actually sad because even though I was not a big fan of Robbie Ray last year or in the playoffs, he looked good in the spring. He added, I think it was a sinker. No, he didn't add a sinker. He added a two-seamer. And it was looking good. He was missing a lot of bats. Uh, his first start, something just didn't seem right with him, and wouldn't you know it, he was hurt, went on the IL, and now he's just out for the rest of the year, which means more Chris Flexen. <laughs> Hopefully not for very long. But, yeah, did you have any shares of Robbie Ray this year? What's up, Anthony?
0: um i i did looks like i i had robbie ray in my uh 10 team league here it's so gonna gonna cut him there yeah flexing and the flexer for for uh, ray are just both killing the mariners right now i mean now we got ray going down season injury uh jeffrey springs in tampa bay two two lefties there that you know springs had a great start to start to start the year ray did not not as much but obviously he has the pedigree and the skills to get back in in it so it was what like a, probably a, a mid to late round pick based off mm-hmm. his? I think because Ray was coming off an injury, right? Like he wasn't healthy coming into the year.
1: He was healthy coming into the year. He oh. just had a really bad end of the year in playoffs. The last yes, thing everybody yeah. remembered about him was the uh, on home run.
0: That, that, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, that 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 sucks for anyone that has Robbie Ray, and probably so for for the Mariners.
1: Yeah, and I mean at his age, drop him in every league. There's no point to like keeper league. You're not keeping Robbie Ray dynasty. There's no need to keep Robbie Ray and like you're you're good. He's getting up there. Uh, and at this point, I mean, if you want to talk what it means for the Mariners rotation, knowing the Mariners, they're not going to bring up. They're just going to stick with Marco and Flexin, which sucks. Is
0: Brash an option now or is he full time reliever? I know they asked they're... you this a few weeks ago, but now with this injury, I don't know if that changes anything.
1: I think they're pretty dead set on him being a full time reliever just because the amount of time it would take him to ramp up to being a starter. But it does open the door for guys like uh, maybe Bryce Miller. I know he's struggled a little bit to start the year, but a lot of people thought he was going to get that fifth rotation spot coming out of spring training this year. He's a high strikeout guy. Uh, Something like Emerson Hancock, who was uh, their first-round pick a couple years ago, dealt with some injuries, so kind of fell off everybody's radar a little bit. But he's had a strong start to the year, minus his last start. But his couple starts before that. He's a college guy with good strikeout ability. He could get the call. I think it's going to be a bit, though, because Jerry Depoto is very uh, stuck in his ways, so he wants to make Chris Flexen work, which won't work. But, yeah.
0: Let's be real. Depoto will make a
1: trade before he calls him a prospect. I mean, he's not
0: not afraid to make make a deal whatsoever.
1: Not at all. So uh, who knows, especially with how limited moves they've made. And now we really need pitching. To to be able to compete, something's gonna happen. As of right this second, there's not a whole lot of uh fantasy impact of this besides like just drop Robbie Ray. But other than that, there's nobody else that's like, ooh, somebody else gets a chance. Now that's unfortunately that's not that's not the case just yet.
0: Yeah, it looks like Miller's not off to a great start in triple A. the same thing in double A. So I mean, even if or Miller's in double A too. So yeah, they're they're still probably a year away. I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you know more, but yeah, they're they're not gonna be. Thanks for that. Anytime soon, and um, other news just broke. What five minutes before we hopped on here, uh, <laughs> Jordan Walker has been optioned to AAA. I know he has not been playing every day recently; he has been struggling. Um, you're you're the Jordan Walker stand on this podcast. What, what what are you? What are your thoughts on this news?
1: It feels warranted. Like, I hate it. I, I don't like it, but it feels warranted just because he got sent down for not being effective offensively and in a lineup where large new has come back and shown out Tyler O'Neill has been a little better than advertised this year. Nolan Gorman's had an excellent year. Like they have guys in that lineup that are making a difference. And I mean, Jordan Walker only played double a last year, so he hadn't played at any level above double a. So you thought coming into the year, maybe, uh, once he did make the the opening day roster, that maybe if he did struggle, he would go down. He hasn't necessarily struggled, though, which is a crazy thing. Uh, mm-hmm. He's hitting 274. Only two home runs, which isn't the greatest. But, I mean, he's hitting 274. So.
0: Yeah, but a lot of that came early, early. on. Early, yeah. Through, through April 12th, he was hitting 319. Since then, he went five for 26, 192. Only one double, nine strikeouts, two walks. So he he really was not hitting well enough and the cardinals saw that and this is what i was afraid of with walker you like mm-hmm. i thought you know if you made the team out of camp he'd be good enough to 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 stay there but this is the worry with someone that hasn't really had that time in the minor leagues that, that you know he may not come up he's not going to come up not everyone has just come up and be albert Pujols, even if yeah. he's a, a cardinals top prospect but um I think that you have to hold Walker for now. I, I know some leagues have uh, NA spots, but you, I wouldn't cut bait on him. Uh, I would see how he goes down in the minors, see how he does, um, see how the Cardinals lineup fares without him, see if they maybe need a bat at some point, and you know maybe eight, eight 10 team league redraft leagues maybe do drop him, but I think twelve team leagues I, I would hold on for now, especially if you could just stash him on that in that uh, NA spot.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I don't think he's going to be down for that long. Cuz in the grand scheme of things, he he really is just too good to be in the minors at this point, but he's not quite good enough. He's like a quad A player that's not going to be one of those like career quad A players. Like he he mm-hmm. just needs a little more time at a higher level in the minor leagues and then he he'll he'll get right that's that's back. a double
0: edged sword of being on a team like the Cardinals. Like if he was on mm-hmm. like the Rockies or like a team that's not competing, they just or like Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes has struggled mightily. He's up with the Pirates figuring things out. Like if he was with a a team that's not supposed to be winning, he'll have a longer leash. But I mean the Cardinals, this is like the end of their window with Goldschmidt and Arenado both getting up there. So yeah, it's uh gonna be a matter of time for Walker to hopefully figure things out in the minors and, and come back up and either take a spot from somebody or, or come up when there's a, uh injury and he needs to replace somebody.
1: Yeah, and if you want to talk about guys that have come up, Tanner Bibby. For the Cleveland Guardians, there's been all these pitching prospects that have kind of gotten their shot lately. Some have been okay. Mason Miller's been all right. Say what you want. He, just, Mason Miller's first inning yesterday, I was watching the game, struggled. 20 of his first 22 pitches were fastballs nobody's going to be successful. Even if you throw 102, nobody's going to be successful throwing that, that many fastballs. After that, he started mixing in the cutter more and the slider and he was getting more, more swing and miss stuff. And he settled down, struck out four straight at one point, but everybody struggles a little bit. Tanner Bibby did not struggle coming up today. Uh, What was his final game log here? Like he went five innings. Let's find it
0: five and two thirds got the win eight strikeouts allowed one run i'm assuming and whip of 1.06 so pretty good eight strikeouts i mean the rockies aren't a great lineup but it's a major league lineup uh and we did debut looked pretty good i was able to pick him up in my uh keeper league and it sounds like he's going to be sticking up here for, for the long haul does have a tough tough matchup next time out i mentioned to blake before the show at yankee stadium mm-hmm. on uh, next tuesday So maybe maybe play it by ear there. Maybe don't start him there. But yeah, uh, he's someone that I'm happy I picked up. And hopefully he can just keep it going here for Cleveland.
1: Yeah, I like that he was very fastball dominant. Or not fastball dominant, slider dominant today. 44% uh, slider, 40% fastball, which was nice to see. He wasn't just reliant on that fastball. I mean, his fastball touched 98 good speed. Uh, His slider... Sits in the mid 80s, uh, around 82, 83. He's got a curveball that's like 75 miles an hour. And he throws a change up a little bit too. He had excellent swing and miss stuff today. <clears throat> uh, that slider, 39% whiff rate, change up 40% whiff rate. His uh, CSW, which would be called strikes and whiffs for his slider was 50%. It had 30 called strikes. And seven whiffs, or 13 called strikes and seven whiffs. 30 would have been nuts. 13 called strikes, seven whiffs for a 50% CSW. What What's like the, the league average CSW, you would say? like,
0: uh, or or like, like what's, 25.
1: What's 25%. Like, 25. Okay. like if somebody's got a 25% CSW, that's okay. 27 is okay. Once you get above 30, that's pretty damn good. 50% is absurd. So I see a lot of upside there. The Guardians are a good offensive team. They do score a lot of runs. They treat their pitchers well. I think his innings will be limited a little bit because I think he only threw 80 innings last year, but he's a very high control guy. I think in the minors, he had a, a walks per nine of under two. So good strikeout guy. Very good command. Kind of like a, a George Kirby. If George Kirby th- like relied more on his slider than his fastball would be a good way to look at it. So I like him moving forward. And 12-team or deeper leagues, if he has another good start at Yankee Stadium, I might be on board for 10-teamers uh, as well. He's somebody that if he's still available in your league, you need to pick him up.
0: Yeah, MLB Pipeline tweeted out after his uh, first four innings, he had two-hit 2, two hit shutout ball with no walks and seven strikeouts, two on the changeup, one on the fastball, and four on the slider. So he was getting swings and misses and, and strikeouts mm-hmm. with, with all, all, four, all, all of his pitches there. Looks like he may have faded a bit in the in the fifth and sixth innings, but only gave up six hits in total, one run. Like you, you can't be mad with mad about that. So yeah, uh, hopefully he has a uh, bright future there for for Cleveland.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: All right, oh. and um, speaking of bright futures, we are brought to you by the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're running a special Parlay of the Day contest for people who've bought their shades from ShadyRays.com using the promo code SGPN each day of the NFL draft. The Sports going Podcast will release a Shady Rays Parlay of the Day. If the parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash shady to start getting shady. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. They offer the most insane protection in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, I think that was uh, the the biggest news there of, of, of the day so far is is the Ray Walker and uh, Bibby stuff. Um, Anthony in the chat asking what he should do with Blake Snell, which kind of lines up with what we wanted to talk about next. Is guys you can either try to buy low or try to sell while they while they still have some value. Blake Snell is somebody that just he's always up and down, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not a surprise that he's off to a rough start this season. Um, he has had good back to last two starts, five strikeouts in five innings, only allowing um, I think one run in each three point sixty right there. So he is getting back to it a little bit, but he did have a rough start. Uh, first few starts opening day against Colorado, then in Atlanta. I think Snell is someone you've, you have to just, especially if you drafted him in the first seven, eight rounds, which is where he was going seven, eight, nine rounds. Like I think you still have to hold on to him for now. Yeah, it's it's still early. He's he showed last year that he can bounce back in the second half and be one of the best pitchers strikeout pitchers in baseball. So yeah, it, it's not it's not it's not, it's not a good looking thing to have snow on your roster right now, but he, he can't get worse. I don't think
1: I agree. It's it's mainly because his fastball his fastball has like a 400 batting average against and a 320 expected batting average. Uh, other than that, he's been very similar to last year. Like his slider, curveball, and changeup all have over a 40% whiff rate. Uh, he's thrown 78 sliders this year and he hasn't given us up a single hit on a slider. Like his secondary stuff is elite, like it normally is. His fastball is just the dead opposite, like most hittable pitch out there. So I think he'll get that under control. I think it's more likely that he gets that under control and becomes a serviceable fantasy pitcher than it is he just completely implodes and sucks the rest of the year. So I know it's tough. Hold him. He's going to end up being like the, the... the I don't know, like the set... Depends how many pitchers are in your league. He'll be your bench pitcher that you slot in when he's got a good matchup. Not quite mm-hmm. a streamer, but just somebody that you keep on the bench and then when they go up against a shitty team, slide him in there for a start. And you're like, all right, cool. That's that'll work for me.
0: Yeah. Last year, looking at a uh, uh, Blake Snell's first half, second half numbers, first half um, in 11 starts, he had an ERA of 5.22. And in the second half in 14 starts, he had an ERA of 2.19. So his ERA dropped by three points, which was similar to 2021 as well. In the first half, he had a 4.99 ERA. Second half at a 3.24 ERA. Mm-hmm. Uh, case per nine about the same. So yeah, I, I would I would buy low on Blake Snell right now if you can, d- and don't give up hope on him just yet.
1: Yeah, it's still early, still, still early. He he'll come around. Uh, Chad on Twitch said my one hundred percent Jordan Walker exposure rate just blew up in my face. I'm in absolute shambles right now. My man, I am too. On my Fantasy Pros expert rankings, they locked them the day before the season. So, like, that's what all the experts are like locked in for for the season. I have Jordan Walker as like my number eight third baseman. So, I'm it's not looking you, good I, for me I, over I, here, brother. I, I, I want <laughs> <it>. I tried <laughs> yeah. to. That's what I get. Uh, but yeah, we're doing a little bit of buy low, and I, it's, I had it set to sell low. What, one more thing, one
0: more thing count. else now here looking at his career numbers career first half 413 ERA, 138 whip, chase per nine, ten point six. 10.6. Second half, 2.68 ERA, 1.11 whip, 11.3 Ks per nine. So in his career, he's just gotten better as the season moves along. So that's what you got to hope for there. Bite the bullet now. Keep him on your bench if you have to. If he has a good start on your bench, whatever, that's better than dropping him and and seeing that happen. So weather the the storm there with Snell.
1: And he's got a pretty fucking sweet first name too. So (laughs) I'm obligated to like him and root for him. Uh, But okay, so... um, I have a few guys in mind that I am selling now, even with their down value. Uh, And so the crazy thing is sometimes I say things out loud that I think are right or good. And I haven't fully like fleshed them out yet. Like fully researched them. It's just something that like over time I've kind of like thought, you know what? That sounds right. And that would be last episode. I think it was last episode. I said, uh, Jose Abreu might just be, like, I don't, I'm not really down to roster Jose Abreu anymore because to the 10 to 12 home run Jose Abreu might be the real Jose Abreu now. I finally sat down and fleshed that out for uh, an article for Rotoballer last night. So, going back to June 14th, oh, trust me, Chad said, don't fall for it. Now, if this is different than a slow start, okay, going back to June 14th of last year. Jose Abreu has 534 plate appearances from June 14th until now. He has hit 6 home runs in that 540 and 34 plate appearances. That is 600 is usually that's a full season's worth of at-bats. Is 600 at-bats. In just about 600, he has hit 6 home runs between Chicago and Houston. I mean, the average, yeah, he's still hitting 300. But the thing is, you didn't draft a first baseman in the middle, the middle rounds of fantasy baseball to just hit 300. And that'd be that'd be it. Like everybody drafted Jose Abreu with the thought that, all right, the 15 home run version of him wasn't the real one. He's going to bounce back in the strong lineup in Houston. You're not getting that. You're actually you're drafting. You're getting a worse version of him last year or this year than you were last year. Max exit velocity is a career low. Hard hit rates a career low. Barrel rates a career low. Uh, strikeout rates a career high. He's walking like the average amount that he always walks. There's not any numbers there that indicate any of that power is going to come back. Sure, he might hit 300, but if I if if I told you before the season you're about to draft a guy that's going to hit 306 home runs at first base, where you can close your eyes and pick up a 20 home run hitter that'll hit 270 off waivers you'd probably take the, the 270 guy that's going to hit 20 home runs over over the six home runs.
0: Yeah, I, I'm fully regretting drafting Jose Abreu and touting him so much before the season. He's not panned out as I, as I thought he would, no home runs. Hitting 250, he has, he has a, a five-game hit streak and hits in in uh, eight of his past nine. You know, Maybe his average has come around a bit up to 250, but the one the one thing to note is that he typically does start pretty slow and then gets better as the season moves along in his career he has a 773 ops in april 835 in may and june 843 in july 971 in august and down to 853 in september similar path for for batting average 255 in in april march to then 277 in may 287 june 293 july august 334 and back down to 291 in september october better in the second half than the first half uh not not to that like, Snell extent but i i don't know maybe, maybe i'm just holding out hope that Abreu can return to <laughs> to, to his not, not even MVP form or like or like his 33 home run but just just give me 20 home runs give me 20 25 home runs a decent average get it up to his 291 career average and, and that's something you, you you can deal with i mean it's not what you were drafting as you were saying it's not what you were drafting with a 7th 8th ninth round pick on a first baseman but you have to make do with with what you do and um try to move finagle around that a little bit so yeah maybe go out on the the trade block look for a first baseman maybe look for a power hitter at a different position to make up for that power uh gap that abreu has there but yeah abreu i feel like he could just be a guy we keep talking about as someone to cut bait on because until he until he like turns it around with like a two home run game i'm i'm out
1: Mm -hmm. uh chad said if abreu just becomes luis Araya's light i'm okay with it that's a tall ask because one of the the big things about Luis Arias is he has his whiff rate's always in the 99th percentile, contact rate in the 99th percentile, strikeout rates in the 99th percentile. Abreu swings at like 35 percent of pitches out of the zone right now, which is 34th percentile uh, in baseball. Uh, he swings and misses at a lot of pitches outside the zone, so. Uh, I I'm there's not a lot to love right now. If you've listened to the show before, you know that I'm always down to try and talk some obscure guy up to make them something better, just to like give a glimpse of hope. I promise you, I tried really hard to find some stuff about the brain, to make him (laughs) like somewhat enticing, but unless you're like an Astros fan, there's, there's not, much going for him right now that seems like something that's going to be beneficial in fantasy you can try if I'm you I trade him just based off of the batting average and tell people that oh yeah he's, he's definitely going to hit home more home runs this year you should definitely trade for him but like he's not going to hit more home runs man he might hit 10 home runs this year in Houston he's going to hit 290 with 10 home runs and 70 RBIs and he, he, he you're going to wish you would just rode Christian Walker the whole year I don't know about that. Christian Walker's been off for pretty bad.
0: I was going <laughs> to ask you before if you'd rather have Jordan or Christian Walker for, for the rest of the no. season. Uh, yeah, I'm
1: going to be honest, neither, uh, one. I'll, I'll, neither I'll, one.
0: I'll leave that one there. <laughs> um, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And as part of SGPN's draft week, SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgownpodcast.com slash Discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. All right, okay, let, so, let's go into some some quick fire guys you have on your list here that you're either, besides bray you're trying to either buy low or maybe sell while they, while they still have
1: some value. Uh, one that I'm trying to sell while they still hold some value, I don't even know how much value he really has at this point, it would be Gunnar Henderson. Another guy that everybody had is like a top 10 shortstop for fantasy coming into the year. We talked a lot before the season about Gunnar Henderson, and we tried to tell people over and over. Uh, I wasn't sold on his, him at all. I, his I, splits I are sold. so bad. Against he cannot hit lefties. There was one twenty five at bat stretch in twenty nineteen where he hit like two forty against lefties. Other than that, he has never hit above two hundred against lefties at any level in his entire career. And wouldn't you know it, he's hitting one twenty five against lefties this year. I'm surprised that he didn't get sent down before Jordan Walker did.
0: Well, I was just about to say this is this is the exact opposite of Jordan Walker. If Henderson was on was on the Cardinals, he's not in the majors. If Walker was on the Orioles, he's in the majors. Like this is the difference between a top prospect with a team that's, you know, rebuilding and a team a team with a top prospect that, you know, is a perennial contender, has the reigning MVP, is looking to keep winning. So, yeah, I was down on Henderson um he had a home run on Tuesday so that was last night so that was good to see mm-hmm. for him but second of the year hitting 203 um i only have him in, in my keeper league because i was able to pick him up late and keep him as a late round keeper but yeah right now he's he's riding, riding the bind for me i don't know if i don't know if i'd i'd sell him low right now cuz there's probably not much value but i also don't know if i would buy him low in the redraft league just cuz there's there's not much there
1: Yeah, like, he has some, like, small, like, glimmers of hope. Like, he's got a 92.5 mile an hour average exit velocity, which is cool. He has, like, an 18% walk rate, which is okay. But, I mean, Jesse Winker had, like, a 16% walk rate last year, and that wasn't – nobody was clamoring to roster Jesse Winker for the whole fantasy baseball season last year. That might be my my Mariner spice a little bit. But, yeah, like, I – it is okay to be much better against one-handed pitcher than the other. That happens a lot in baseball. The problem is when your splits are that drastic, it then becomes an issue. At this point, I mean he's he's only hitting like 224 against righties, so bear with me a little bit. But he routinely hit like 320-330 against righties in the minor leagues. You can't be a successful everyday player in baseball hitting 300 against right-handers and 180 against lefties. You can't do it. You they end up having to like they like the Mariners tried to do with Jared Kelnick this year. There we go. There's put one on the board for another Jared <laughs> Kelnick mention. They brought in AJ Pollock so that Kelnick didn't have to hit lefties. And what happened was it made Jared Kelnick learn how to hit lefties. He's now hitting like 440 against lefties this year. They're going to have to do the same thing with Gunnar Henderson because playing him against lefties isn't going to make him better against lefties. He's had enough at bats in his career to just know he's not good against lefties. So he's likely going to get sent down. And
0: I don't think I mean, if you're in a down. dynasty league, I don't think they'll send down Henderson.
1: I mean, he's on the path to hitting below 150, and I can't imagine they keep him up when he gets he's, to. to he's batting 203. Below he, he, he,
0: two for of after today. Last he's
1: at he's at 196 or 194 after today. Get oh, another offer today. today. Yeah. He's on his way. He has like a 486 OPS <laughs> against lefties this year. That's so bad. The one, like, one
0: I, good thing he, he does, he's still hitting the ball ball hard. His average exit velo is still 92.5, was 92.4 last year. Barrel rates up a little bit from last year, but still only in the 69th percentile. Pretty nice there. Uh, mm. Chad in the chat's showing up 400 uh, on base percentage of the last 14 days. So, some signs of life he's saying. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll, he'll be sent down. The Orioles don't have someone else that's going to take that job. And the Orioles aren't trying to win. That, that, that's the big thing here. So yeah. they'll, let, they'll let him ride it out. I mean, he hit fifth today, I think. He's been batting seventh or eighth. So yeah, he'll, he'll just move down in the order, try to figure stuff out. And he'll eventually hit lefties. He has to. He, he has to.
1: <laughs> Chad, I do agree about Jackson Holiday, Uh the Orioles' first pick last year. He has been absolutely crushing it in the minor leagues this year and i don't know if they're gonna fast track him to the big leagues next year but if he keeps hitting like he has been this year and he performs well the next spring i it wouldn't surprise me if they found a way to to slot him in at the major league level uh do you have any buy like buy low guys right now
0: um I was looking through like kind of the top. I was looking at more like yeah, through the top guys. I wanted to bring up Juan Soto because of a of a tweet I saw a few days ago about how his swing is different now. He has a, mm-hmm. and he or maybe not of the swing is different, but the pitchers are attacking him differently with the with low fastballs in the zone and due to his flat swing, he's either grounding them out or line driving them into into the outfield for hits. And he's might never get that power that you're expecting from him, but he'll be a solid average guy that we're saying with, you know, 20, 25 home runs. Might not come back to his 34 home runs of the, the Juice Ball 2019, but I, he's he sucked in San Diego so far. 236 <laughs> last year, 188 mm-hmm. this year, total of 10 home runs in 77 games. That's it's not good. That's on pace for about 20 home runs in a full season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He has to turn it around at some point, but I mean, you, you kept talking up how, how bad a uh, Pekka park is for hitters. Maybe Soto seeing that. I think at this point I would try to buy him low because Soto, especially because there's people that just have a personal dislike of Soto. And if someone drafted him because they dropped, he dropped to him, go ahead. Try, try to get Soto for a guy you drafted a few rounds later and I, I, I drafted Soto third overall last year. I hated it uh, or regretted it the whole year. Still came <laughs> in second. So y- y- you can't bounce back from it. I wouldn't be looking to trade him if I had him because right now he's hitting 188. You can't get much worse than that. But mm-hmm. I would look to, look, look to buy low if you can.
1: I've been trying to trade for some, Shoto, uh, Shoto, some Soto shares for that exact reason. Uh, this is the point where owners are starting to get a little um, impatient with him. Uh, and I think if there's ever going to be a time where you can get Soto for the cheapest, it's going to be now. But I see, I do, I just don't know how good Soto can be in San Diego because he was one of my big reasons for why I thought Xander Bogarts was going to suck. Mm-hmm. How's that take going? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like hitters just don't do well in Petco Park, and it's not really, I mean, unless you're Manny Machado, it's not really six a successful place for many hitters like josh bell hit 310 for washington and went to san diego and sucked brandon drury was hitting pretty fucking good and went to san diego and fell off the face of the earth juan soto probably the guy everybody considers the best hit just pure hitter in baseball sucks in san diego so if if he can't hit there I mean, if he can't hit there, maybe Manny Machado's the best hitter in baseball, but Manny can't hit this year either. He's hitting like 212. So, yeah, I'm down to buy low, but I'm hesitant to give up what some people may still want for Soto, which it's warranted. Yeah, because he went in the first round. He went high, so it's warranted asking for a high price. But I'm also kind of hesitant to give up. Valuable assets for somebody that I'm not sure is the same hitter that he was in Washington that he is in San Diego. It's not his fault. I think it's just at this point it's just purely ballpark based.
0: Yeah, and someone else. Uh, I, I, yeah, so so do I, I, I agree. I would buy him low. I wouldn't buy him for a first round first round price. Like I'd, I'd buy him low if someone's willing to willing to sell him sell him a bit low right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone I've been wanting to ask you about for a little bit, and uh, we got Hit me uh, with we it. got a chat message on um instagram about it from from uh jim Co- from jim coleman was Ooh. about uh josh chisholm he was like uh, blake was talking about before, before the season you know I, I saw recently he was he had a home run recently had a home run on tuesday night uh is he someone that you would consider selling low right now or trying to get what while he's you know not on on to his uh 40 home run 40 stolen base pace he's only in 218 so what are your thoughts on jazz so far
1: uh i'm still in on jazz he was one of my must-own players for the year before the season started. I haven't wavered. I refuse to waver on some of my takes. Uh, but, like, I think expectations need to be tempered a little because he doesn't seem to be playing with the same... Um, oh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they called him the most electric player in baseball before he got hurt. He's not playing like the most electric player in baseball. I think part of him is being a little more subdued because of all the crazy injuries and shit that were happening to him. And it's taken away from his his fun a little bit, which we talk about the vibes here all the time. Like, good vibes, you, you look good, you feel good, you play good. And, I mean, he's still okay. He's got four home runs, seven stolen bases. He just hit a dinger yesterday. I think the batting average will come around, but I, honestly, I think Jazz is only like a 240 hitter that like that's what you're looking to get out of jazz 240 245 so he's not that far off of that Uh, he's chasing not a ton of pitches 69th percentile he swings and misses a lot though he's in the fourth percentile for whiffs but he's always been ultra aggressive at the plate and this is what happens when you're ultra aggressive at the plate he's still got the sprint speed 92nd percentile there average exit velocity 75th percentile Talked about it in the offseason at one point before he got hurt last year. It was him, Julio Rodriguez, and Mike Trout were the only people with uh, 90th percentile and above in uh, average exit velocity and 95th percentile and above in sprint speed. So he's got the makings of of the jazz you want him to be. And I think it's just a matter of time before it gets there. He's just got to loosen up a little bit and not worry so much about getting hurt.
0: Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And someone here I, I want to bring up, I didn't realize he was opting to AAA uh, yesterday, uh, Jake McCarthy, uh, the, the Diamondbacks, someone else that was kind of touted as a, a, a top guy to come in and maybe be another, another top outfielder there. I didn't realize he was p- playing so poorly, hit 143 with one home runs, three RBIs um, across 70 plate appearances. So um, would he's available in my Keeper League. He might be available in other Keeper Leagues out there. What are your thoughts on McCarthy?
1: oh i'm out on mccarthy
0: i was never big on him i I never understood the hype with him i thought maybe like okay maybe he will get steals and be able to hit a decent average but i mean last year hit 283 with uh 23 stolen bases in 100 games so yeah you you were only ever going to get a ceiling of like 15 20 home runs Mm -hmm. maybe 30 40 stolen bases with a batting average 275 like that's I I didn't like where he was being drafted. I didn't have any of him at all, and he was drafted in the ninth round of my my main league here. So, I, I'm happy. I, I um, I I didn't uh fall off or pick draft him anywhere. But I, I you know I may pick him up, plop plop him in the uh NA slot if I have one open there.
1: Yeah i i I can't even say that I was high on him coming into the season. Uh, I mean, I tweeted about him a little bit. I guess it, like I never wrote about him at, at for Fantasy Pros or SUpn or wrote about never. I never wrote about him just because I wasn't confident enough in him this year for him to get that much of my attention. Uh, I liked the speed. I liked the second half he had. I liked that he stole like twenty three bases in the second half with a little pop. He was a fun player to watch. I was worried that all he was was a guy that just had like a he had he had a crazy second half. That that's what he was, and that that's just that's just how it goes. because he, he wasn't good in the first half, second half he was really good, and now comes out this year, and he started the year batting like eighth in that lineup or ninth. If they if the Diamondbacks really believed in him that much that he was one of their guys, he wouldn't have batted eighth or ninth for the year like that. So I'm out on him, and I don't even know what he can do to show me that he's in because that team is so good and so young that he has to beat out, like, here we go. Chad said McCarthy is like the eighth best outfielder in that system. Yeah, he he has to beat out, like, legitimately really good players to even try and get some outfield time there. So maybe he becomes a a, a trade asset at the deadline and gets shipped hmm. somewhere else. I mean, Yankees could use an outfielder. I feel like you could just throw the Yankees into every trade talk and it makes sense. Now, now
0: that Brian Reynolds is locked up. Yeah. They got, they got to be in, in rumors for some other outfielder.
1: Yeah. So I, I think he, I think he gets out of there and, uh, uh yeah, I'm, I'm not sold on him moving forward.
0: Right, uh, who else do you have on your list? No, you know, you have a, a few guys you want to talk about.
1: Um, okay. Wait, let's see. I can just run through them quick. Uh, Waiver wire guys that I'm out on one would be Matt Carpenter. Don't fall for it, he's strictly just a a platoon bat. But the problem with early season platoon bats is they have a couple games where they hit some home runs and they become very uh, enticing waiver wire options because their numbers look so good. But uh, when let's see, I was looking it up last night in the last it was like the last six games he'd gotten four plate appearances, or seven games he got four plate appearances three times. Everything else was like two plate appearances. Mm-hmm. He, he had the home run and five RBIs the other day, which is cool, but like things like that inflate the numbers and make them look more enticing. He's not going to get a ton of at bats, even being a strong side platoon. He's not worth a roster spot. And I mean, maybe like a 15 team league where he wants some power. Cool. A very deep 12 team league, maybe. Like your standard 10 to 12 team league. He's, he's not even going to hit for enough power to be usable in a categories league. He probably hit like 12 home runs this year. Yeah. He's right. somebody that he, I'm out he's, on.
0: he's rostered in, in 2% of Yahoo leagues. So right. I can't imagine many people are playing up. I mean, they must've been cause you, you, you said people are running to the waiver wire for him and he did have that at home run on uh, what day was that on 23rd, which was Sunday. Home run, five RBIs, three for three. So, yeah, when he plays, he, he's a good bench bat for like a, ma- a major league team against right-handed pitching. But he's not worth anything in, in uh, fantasy baseball, I don't think.
1: Uh, somebody that's low on the uh, everybody's minds in fantasy baseball. I, that was a shitty transition. I couldn't think of a good one. Salvador Perez is somebody that I think everybody should be buying. Uh, he hasn't had the the most. It's exciting start to the year 244, two home runs, nine RBIs with the 681 OPS. But there's a lot behind the scenes that point to Salvador. He's going to have a good year again this year. Again, he's not going to hit 48 home runs, but <clears throat> excuse me, Uh his whiff rate sucks. He's in the 38th percentile chase rate sucks. He's in the first percentile. That's normal for Salvi. That shouldn't scare anybody away. Walk rate sucks. Again, it always sucks. It's 3%. It was 3% last year, but he's killing fastballs this year. He's hitting 302 off fastballs with the 282 expected batting average. Uh, and then against breaking, he's hitting just 194 and off speed. He's hitting 188, but his expected batting averages are way higher than that. Like it's 241 and 242 against breaking and off speed, which are higher than it was last year. Like his expected batting average against every pitch is higher this year than it was last year. He still has the same power that he had. He's still a 20, probably 25 home run guy. He missed out on it last year just because he he spent some time hurt, if I remember correctly, last year. He put 114 games last year, hit 23 home runs, 23 doubles. So if he can stay healthy this year, they got MJ Melendez that can can man the the catcher spot, even though, man, I love – Melendez, but he's sucking this year too. But yeah, uh has got some some value there, and I think you can get him for really cheap.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you what, about the catchers because like all the top catchers are all, all kind of off the bad starts. Romuto, Varsho, Perez. I mean Will Smith had a good start. Then he got what well, he had the concussion, I think. Rutschman is probably the best one of the top guys so far. uh hit him four home runs with hit in two eighty-four with four home runs, 15 RBIs. Sean Murphy's been great, but he's kind of down there not in the top catcher conversation so the people that reach for reach for catchers this year are, are not uh finding dividends early on in the season
1: yeah like chad said salvi should be better but why buy it when you can just have Yon, mike piazza gomes for free right now that's true young gomes has been a man on a mission i don't know if i like him for the whole rest of the year but he's hot right now and he's worth just he's worth riding that hot streak mm-hmm. yeah. while you can but guess what? We've reached the 40-minute mark, which means it's time for me to remind everybody in the chat right now that we have an amazing contest going on right now that is lasting for... I don't think we're going to record tomorrow. <laughs> I think... Are we going to record maybe Friday? Maybe. We can
0: probably record Friday, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it the contest is getting pushed out by a day. It's going until Friday. All you have to do is there's three... and. Uh, God, let me restart. We're doing a contest. You can get three entries into the contest. First entry is for subscribing to us on YouTube. That's one entry. Five-star rating on Spotify. That is another entry. Five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Third entry. Go to our Twitter at Fake Baseball. It is the pinned tweet. Uh, We're going to run the contest on Friday. And the winner gets a free custom mlb jersey from mlbshop.com it'll be whatever uh team number and last name that the winner wants on the jersey it's the nice stitched mlb.com jerseys it's free to enter for you guys it helps us out a little bit uh, gets a little boost in the ratings and it just helps you guys like have a better path to more of our content because like Chad, it's awesome to see you here. I, this is the first time I remember seeing your name in the chat. We got 66 more episodes besides this. We've had Nick Pollock from Pitcher List on here twice. We've had Eric Cross on here. We've had uh, Gary Sheffield Junior's been on here with us. We've had Mike Curlin from the Athletic. We've had so many cool guests, so many cool things to talk about. We got a lot of, a lot of episodes, a lot of content, and it, yeah, it goes a long way to helping us out. So go check it out. Pin tweet on Twitter at Fake baseball and it's running till friday so you don't got a whole lot of time and just so everybody knows because i felt weird putting the google document thing on there it's not like some scam thing which is the first thing Wait, I would we're not take. scamming people uh, we're, we're i thought we were just ecology.
0: harvesting information here and it's a fake
1: giveaway <laughs> the The google the google uh form thing is literally just if you click it it's just so that i can get your first and last name and your email so i know how to contact the winner, and then. Uh, you have to prove obviously that you rated the show with the screenshot, but yeah. So go check that out. Um, but you can catch me on Twitter at Balake b u h h l o c k a y e, And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert SOP. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya.